Carla, thank you so much for being here with us. Now, you are a holistic health coach. Um, now, I know you, and we spoke before. You're an amazing person, and you have your own journey of why did you start to become a holistic coach, um, holistic health coach, because of your own story. So I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself for the audience to know who you are and what you do, on your own words. <laughs> Val, thank you so much for having me on your podcast and for the opportunity to share with your community a little bit more about my journey. I'm very grateful. Um, so my journey starts mostly when I become pregnant with my daughter, Carolina, who's now six years old, and I gain an unhealthy 82 pounds. Now, just to give you a little bit of background about myself, which I think will help the audience understand um, where this, where my journey, how and why my journey has led me to where I am now and helping so many different people, is I grew up in a Latin culture. Both of my parents are Puerto Rican. I was raised between Puerto Rico and Miami, just very submerged in the Latin culture, where women are expected to look a certain way, but not necessarily taught the importance of a healthy diet, why foods affect your body the way that they do, why eating certain foods will not necessarily agree with you, or in turn could, you know, um, transpire into diseases, diabetes, high blood pressure, etc. Right. So there's that huge disconnect, which is exactly what happened to me. And I'm sure that there's a lot of women in different cultures, but I speak for the Latin culture because I'm directly connected to it. So throughout my young adulthood, it was always that mentality, all or nothing. This week I'm on a diet, I'm going to the gym five days a week, or I'm cleansing, or I'm not eating carbs. It was always that extreme that extreme relationship that I had not only with food, but also with my own body and with the way that I looked, it was almost like I needed to fit a certain stereotype because that's how I was raised, not really understanding the direct correlation that it had with the food choices that I was making, which I was never taught. So I'm pregnant with my daughter. I gain 82 pounds. I'm sent home with a baby and no manual. And I'm like, wait a minute. I now have to not only take care of myself, I'm sorry, to not only take care of myself, but I have a newborn that I have to take care of now. I need to be the healthiest version of myself and I have no idea how to do it. The only thing I know is the Atkins diet, the South Beach diet, no carb, and that's not going to work because I'm breastfeeding. I can't do any of that, right? So I thought, I said to my husband, I, I had a, a long, I was very lucky that I had a very long maternity leave. And I said to my husband, I think I'm going to enroll in nutrition school. Um, and I'm going to do this right. I'm going to learn how to do this the right way. I really want to understand how foods affect my body. I really want to know what I should be eating versus not. And why? Why? Why is it that my neighbor could eat a slice of pizza or two or four and not gain a pound, yet my rings don't fit the next day after I have tomatoes. And I don't know why, I need to understand this. So I go and I enroll in nutrition school and I had Val so many aha moments during that time that every time I left the lecture, every time I 
finished listening to a lot of my mentors now, four years later, I'm like, oh my God, so many women need to hear this. So many women need to understand that it's not them, right? It's, we aren't taught these things. We aren't taught that tomatoes and other nightshades could be inflammatory for some people, which is why my neighbor could eat four slices of pizza and I can't. And for example, um, there are different food combinations that for some people are intolerable and for others are not. And also, you know, the emotional connection that we have with food, right? So we have a horrible day at work and we come home and we reach for the pint of ice cream, not understanding that those two or three or however long it takes you to eat the ice cream, it's going to be pleasurable and amazing but then the blood sugar spikes are going to make you feel terrible the bloating because of the intolerance in some people to lactose is going to be worse so there is that switch that turned on for me and i thought i need to communicate this to women in for me in that moment was latinas need to hear this like how about we understand how food affect our body and maybe we don't have to walk around with an uncomfortable waist trainer all the time or monday through friday drinking these horrible shakes that we don't enjoy that make us feel terrible doing these workouts that we don't enjoy that make us feel like we want to puke at the end who wants to live like that when all we have to do is go back to basics let's flip the narrative let's change our relationship with food let's eat with purpose let's fall in love with foods that love us back and let's see how we feel right so it was in that moment and i tell you this now and i guess goosebumps because that was like my revelation and i said to my husband i said i have to communicate this i have to talk to women and i started a blog i started a blog in the moment i was just because i was in it i was talking to new mommies um that were trying to get their mommy body back, which now it's just another thing that I'm like, get out of that mindset. You're never going to fit into the jeans that you wore because your hips are wider because you bared a child. Hello. You know, <laughs> and society, you know, the media, Instagram tells you that you have to look a certain way, that you have to be like this and your jeans look like this when we just had a child and our organs are all you know shifted from giving birth or having a c-section you're never going to fit into those skinny jeans and that's okay this is a new phase of your life embrace it you know instead of hating the way we look and bashing oh, these roles oh this stomach let's love the process. And by loving the process, I don't mean not wanting to get healthy. I don't mean that at all. I mean, you cannot change a body you hate. So love yourself first enough to want to make better choices, to eat healthier, and to want to change your lifestyle. That in combination with understanding foods is the secret sauce and that's what i wanted to 
share with the world, share with anyone who would listen to me about. I was that girl that I would go to family functions and people would say, how are you doing? And I'm like, oh, pull the chair. I'm going to tell you how I'm doing. I'm going to tell you everything that I'm learning. And some people were just not ready to receive that because you also have to be ready to receive this information, as you know, right? You have to be ready. And sometimes people are just not ready, but I was that person that I was just like talking to everyone, very animated as I am. And because I'm like, this is going to change people's lives. Like, you guys, please listen. This is amazing. This is liberating. You know what it's like not to wake up on a Monday morning and feel like, here we go again, starting a new diet. My jeans don't fit. Or January 1st, I'm going to start a new diet. This is going to be the year. It's never the year never. because you did it last year and it didn't work. So what makes you think that this year is going to work? You know? Right. So that's so here we are. Yes, yes. And that's how I started. You you mentioned some amazing pointers, and I can go on. Me and you we have a lot of stuff in common because you said that you're Latinos and I'm as well as have my Latino side of me. And we were not taught. And and our culture is is what we see, what we do, that's how it happened. My purpose of creating this podcast and I emphasize on health, holistic coaches that come over here and talk about health and like you said i talk about mind body connection a lot a lot especially when it comes to health and especially if you're a woman especially if you have a kid you 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 literally point all of that your relationship with the food the way you look the way you look at yourself from the society perspective the the way you have this love and hate relationship. Oh my God, I, I eat too much. I eat too less. What should I eat? So I can so relate to every little thing that you said. Now I'm a life coach and I work with mind and body. And we talk about this a lot. And I, every episode of my podcast, of my blogs, my anything I talk about. And as a matter of fact, when I teach my clients uh, about their mind and body, I teach more like use your potential to become who you are and create a life in your own terms. Um, I talk about this a lot, how your culture, your upbringing, where you come from, uh, your religion, your political view, who you hang out with, what do you watch is affecting everything around you. And I myself went through this because I was focusing on my career, but like last, last thing you know, I don't know nothing about nutrition. I'm eating what I know. And I remember when I went to my doctor, uh, my doctor was like, well, you can't eat all those rice that your grandma and uh, mother used to eat because of that. And to funny for the listeners, I fall in love with your Instagram and became a stalker on your social media because I saw you made a rice and I am a rice junkie. I'm a rice junkie. Mm-hmm. And you put all these vegetables in it to not just make it rice, but you like actually give the nutrition value in it. And I put all this stuff. I was like, oh my God, I need to have her on my podcast because I want her to tell people that you don't have to hate food. You just have to eat the right way. And nobody can do it better than you because you said we eat anything that we want. You just have to be mindful of what you're eating. The relationship with food matters. Where you come from is matters. And like you said, starting a diet, you'll get up every Monday starting a diet. Then you fail because of the yo-yo diet that we are introduced to all these times. You're going like, I've I've heard some ridiculous uh, uh, 
diets that are like you drink water and lemon and all that stuff. You know, and I know that's not going to last. Girl, I want my rice. A cup of rice once in a while. I want it. I need it. 100%. And then that's what it is. But like, what are some major challenges that you face? I know you said you, you gained 80 pounds and, but to combine your, your expertise of learning about nutrition, becoming healthy and opening a business and actually being so enthusiastic to tell other people, what are some challenges that you face on both sides from a personal perspective and a business perspective? You know, I think it's just getting people to try to make the changes, right? And, you know, and I say to my clients, I say when I teach, I teach cooking classes, I do one-on-one coaching. I'm on Telemundo here in New York. Um, Be kind to yourself. We have been eating this way for however many decades, right? You know, Um, one day there will be a time that, you're not going to make the best choice. That's okay. It happens to me too, all the time. And we, we, we pick right back up and we start all over again, right? Instead of, I know, no, Monday or January 1st or uh, next month or after, you know, no. You had a hiccup for whatever reason and also, Get that mentality out of good and bad food. No, no, no. There's no such thing. There's more nutritious food and less nutritious food, Mm. right? And when we flip that way of thinking, everything changes, right? When we look at food as how is this plate going to serve the purpose that I am trying to accomplish, right? For example, I have clients who want to reduce their cholesterol, who want to get off diabetes medication, right? Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, let's make food choices based on your goals, right? And then you look at your plate and you say, how does this food serve my purpose versus how is this going to make me skinny? Wow, love it. Love it. That's just so changing that one word. Like it's just a whole nother perspective. Yeah. So you, and then it becomes less about the calories in and calories out and the numbers on the scale. And it becomes more about nutrition, holistic health, food as medicine. And then the weight just melts off. I have clients that text me pictures Carla, I can't believe it. Like I haven't even counted a calorie or counted a carb and I've lost 10 pounds because you're eating food that nourishes your body. The body communicates to you, right? Mm -hmm. But we have disconnected ourselves from it. We have. We don't listen to her or him or however you want to classify your relationship with food. Hunger is a love note from the body telling you, I need nutrients. Right. So the way that you nourish yourself when you're hungry is through nutrition, through vitamins and nutrients. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you will not be hungry anymore for for at least between three and four hours because the body got what it needed. Now it's doing all the amazing work that it does because there is nothing more beautiful and powerful than the human body. It is a perfect machine. 
And we underestimate it all the time with appetite suppressants, killing ourselves at the gym, doing exercises we don't enjoy that are strenuous and that I could get us into trouble, not loving and embracing this vessel that has done so much for us, like create life, mm. you know, and what we're doing all the time, punishing it with diets and appetite suppressants and shakes and this and that when it has to be like, what can I do to make this body function better for me? You choose your foods differently. With that being said, so is it safe to say that just like we look different, you know, everybody has different shape based on your expertise with what you do um, and you're teaching your clients. Everybody's different when it comes to food. Certain people can eat certain foods, certain people cannot eat or the relationship they have. Is it safe to say that that's how it works? Like, you know, sometimes like you can't have certain stuff and that's okay. Um, is that how it works? Yeah, absolutely. So the way that I, my program works is that I go through a very extensive questionnaire before I start you on my program. Mm. And that's why when people ask me, do you have a meal plan? I don't do any of that because everybody's different. Bio-individuality is very important. What works for Val doesn't work for Carla. What yeah. works for Carla doesn't work for the neighbor, right? For yeah. example, I have a lot of clients who suffer from inflammation. I think a lot of people suffer from inflammation, but just to give you an example, and I ask them not to have nightshades. Nightshades are potatoes, peppers, eggplant, in some cases, tomato, just to see how they feel, right? A lot of people that suffer from arthritis, that have neuropathy, which is another form of arthritis, inflama inflammation in the body. And those people shouldn't eat those types of foods, right? So then I introduce other, food, other foods like taro root, which in Spanish we call malanga, wow. is a really great substitute for potato without it being inflammatory. Plus, it has a lot of potassium and fiber. And you can use it to make mashed potatoes, a, a different version of mashed potatoes. You can use it to make puree. You could do whatever you want with malanga instead of having potatoes. So not only am I going to say, listen, this isn't something that is going to work for you right now because everything changes, the body changes. But while we get your inflammation under control, let's upgrade it with this. So I always give you an upgrade solution so that you don't feel like, what am I going to eat now? Because that is also a mind trick, right? The minute somebody tells us that something isn't good for us, all of a sudden we want to eat it all the time. Right, right. Right. But if I offer you solutions because I reintroduce foods, natural foods, whole foods, then it becomes less complicated or less um, of a nuisance, right? For lack of a better term. Right. So, yes, to answer your question, everybody's different. Not everyone should eat gluten free. Not everyone should, you know, not have foods that, you know, that maybe for the next person I would remove from their diet just temporarily, right? Um, everybody's different. Everybody should eat different. And you should really take those, take that really into consideration, right? Like, for example, people that say things like, 
I can't have beans. I can't have beans. They're super, they make me bloated. And I always say, go to an allergist and get yourself checked out because being incredibly bloated from something as like a bean isn't normal. There has to be something there. But we have normalized, we have normalized super bad bloating, right? We've normalized this. We've normalized incredibly uh, painful cramps and menstrual cycles, which we can talk about next. Those things are not supposed to happen. Yes, some foods don't agree with every single person, but not to the extreme that we can tolerate them. And if that's the case, I highly encourage that people get themselves tested. There's a million centers all over the country. We cannot play the guessing game with our bodies because then it could translate into things that are a little bit more problematic down the line. Because the reason I asked you this question, one of my friends literally recently, you couldn't come out in a better place than now because we knew we scheduled that we're going to do this. And um, a week ago, one of my friend's husband ended up in an emergency room. He was running and all of a sudden they, um, he felt uneasy. He went to urgent care. And then after that, they sent him to a uh, um, hospital. And the doctor said that um, he had a, uh, um, his artery clock. Literally. Oh, okay. Now, here's the thing, Carla. The reason I brought this up to you and why it's so important for people to understand that not, like you said, not every diet is a standard for everybody. This kid is extremely health freak. Like he eats, he's a vegetarian. He mm -hmm. runs, he exercises, he does all this stuff. And here's what the doctor said. He just started a... um the diet uh, that you eat meat. Um, what is, what's the name of the diet? Keto. I, keto. There we go. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. Keto diet. On his own, they just saw somewhere on in the, in, in the internet. And like you said, they have to have professional like you to actually go through series of a question with them and say, hey, let me see your history, what it is. No, they just saw it and they started it. And next thing you know, he ended up in the hospital. So that's why I, want you to, I, I wanted to bring this up and make the listener to understand that not everything is one for everybody. You have to know your body. You have to know how you feel. Am I bloated? Is it inflammation? Is it because I have allergies? Is it because all of that matters when it comes to eating because people just think that, oh, well, this new diet's coming in. Let me just follow this diet. And, and I, I cannot eat gluten. Like you said, like you said, you can't, sometimes you're not the right person to eat not gluten. And that's where you come in and you educate them and say, hey, the way you're looking at food is really wrong. And that's the relationship we have. Food is bad. Food is bad. And we just, we eat. And not to mention the other thing that when we eat food, we feel guilty and guilt brings stress. The stress is what? Makes you more bloated, makes you more fat. And, and that's why, yeah, that's why I want you, I want you to come and talk to them because you know, you, you went through it. How important it is to know that your diet it just like your look, your physique, and everything is unique to you. Yes, absolutely. Diet is unique to every single person. And when people come to me, it's always the same thing. I want to lose 40 pounds. Um, I want to get my pre-baby weight back. I and it always becomes so much more than that. It becomes unhealed traumas from childhood. It, so many things come out 
as you know, you're a life coach. You know how these things work. The same thing with food. It's the same thing. Everybody always comes. And I know what they're going to say. Carla, um, I want to hire you because I need to lose 40 pounds by in six months. And I'm like, uh, okay, that's not going to work, but fine. Um, you know, and, and then by the end of the, of the program, they're like, you have completely changed my life. And more times than not, they didn't lose the exact 40 pounds. Maybe they lost half of that. Maybe they lost a little bit more, or maybe they lost a little bit less. But the transformation that they have had is priceless because this yeah. is like you're out of jail. This is like you're out of jail. And you know this, Val. Like us women in society now are prisoners of this diet culture. Right. I want to talk about that with you a little bit more. I want to go specifically on that. Like you said, because you said everybody comes into you and I know I'm one of my, I'm guilty of that. We all are. I used to be like that. I feel great. I'm okay. But when I look at myself in the mirror and I work with a lot of coaches that say that you're supposed to look at you in the mirror, I don't, I didn't do it. I didn't like my body. And you look at it and you're like, Oh, I have fat here. I have fat there. We spend money and we go with the mentality and attitude that, okay, Carla, I want to lose weight. The first thing you see is your self-image in the mirror with the perception and coming in from other people in the society. Even that, that's not even you looking at yourself. You're looking at yourself from other people's percep perception of how they look at you and how you don't look like certain celebrity and all of that. Now, my question to you is this. How important it is for our listeners to know that food is not just about losing weight, but you said the connection, the mind, body, and soul, and the relationship that you have with the food and how mindful you have to be in order to switch that and not necessarily even losing weight, but feel great about yourself and say, you know what, I'm, I'm great, I'm good, I feel sexy. Yeah, I think that, and, and there's, two, there's two ways that I wanna answer this question. Okay. When you accept yourself, the way that you are. And again, this doesn't mean that you don't want to lose weight or that you don't want to continue to be healthy, but you accept yourself mm. for who you are and how you look, right? Then it just changes your relationship with everything and everyone and food, right? Because a lot of our personality is, is, dictated by our own relationships with ourselves like how we treat other people our own romantic relationships our friendships how we parent how we treat our employees or whatever everything is from the inside out right, right. and once we accept ourselves once we say okay i'm good with this body i'm good the way that it is i'm going to continue to eat healthy because I want to continue, because I want to live a long life, because I want to be alive for a very long time for my grandkids or for my kids or whatever it is, then it becomes easier to separate yourself from that comparison, you know, from that social like pressure that we have still to this day that we have to look a certain way and dress a certain way and our weights have to be like this and the butt has to be like this and we separate ourselves from that and then that way we don't care because we love ourselves so much that for us that doesn't matter then there's another way right that you have accepted yourself in your journey and how you are but you still want to get a boob lift or whatever that doesn't mean that you 
aren't happy with your body, that means there are a little bit of changes that you want to make or, you know, and that's okay too. But just as long as you have done the inside work first, the inside work first. Now, I know you tell us a sto- your story, how, how, how it worked out and why you became a coach. What do you wish to, like, when, when you started, what do you wish to know then that you don't, like, you, knew, you didn't know then that you know now when you started to gain weight and we started to start losing weight. What is that one thing that you were like, oh, I wish I knew that, that you want people to know when they're struggling with their weight right now? That the size of your body doesn't determine your self-worth. Love it. It's, it's so simple. It's yet so profound. It's so, it speaks volumes. And, you know, it's so hard not for me to, for me not to go back to, how I was born, how I was, how I was raised and a story that, you know, that circulates in my family all the time is my grandmother had six children. Right. And every time she left the hospital, she left with a girdle on as tight as possible, as tight as possible, because her waist was like this. And she always wanted to keep her waist like this because she was known for having that hourglass figure and God forbid that she just had a child and it would mess that up that was like what defined her like the way she looked whether can you imagine leaving a hospital after having given birth to a baby and having this social pressure right like and i think about that now how many women in the latin culture still to this day feel like they have to live their live like that you know put on these waist trainers, put on these, we call them fajas, and just live uncomfortably, you know, that doesn't make you a, you know, a better woman or a less woman, because you're allowing your body to heal Mm. after you gave birth to a human being, in order to be the best version of yourself to take care of your house, right? And that's another thing that I, that I think is very important for us to highlight here. It's not just about food. It's about self-care. Right, right, right. Right? Us Latina women wear so many hats, as I know other women in other cultures do as well, but I speak for the Latin community because I'm directly linked to it. We have to look a certain way for not only ourselves, but for our husbands, um, we have to have the house clean. We have to have dinner on the table. Then we have to clean the house and we have to mop the floor. Then we have to get the kids in the bath. Then we have to get them in all of those things. By the time we're done, we're exhausted. Then we have to make sure we don't gain weight, make sure our waist are like this and make sure that our makeup and that we, our nails, and where is the time for ourselves? And don't tell me when we go to Target or when we go to the supermarket, because that is not self-care. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we need to prioritize not only eating healthy, not only learning how foods affect us in a positive way so we, can share, so we can shift our relationship with food, but also prioritizing the importance of making ourselves a priority because not only is it going to be beneficial for us, it's beneficial for everybody around us. 
So, you know, I'm advocate for that because I, I teach that and I'm emphasize on that so much. I call it a me time. I call yeah. it a me time. And so many women don't have that. And yes, gentlemen, if you are listening to us, uh, women tend to wear way too many hats. And like you said, because we can't help ourselves. If a man sees clothes on the floor, they pass by, they're like, yeah, whatever. we like, oh, let me put that in the hamper. I have to, you know, do this. <laughs> That's just our nature. That is We're just, just wired nature. that way. Uh, yeah. We're just wired that way. So um, for, uh, for a lot of our listeners, and I get questions back all the time. Do you know so many women, Carla th- said that to me, that, oh my God, I find it so difficult to make some time for myself. Like, just like you said, grocery does not count as in you being by yourself. Cooking for family does not count as you being for Washing clothes and folding it not count. And so so many women, they were like, oh my God, oh my God. I, I didn't know what to do with myself because I didn't make time for me. I didn't know how to make time for me because I'm always doing something. And now in today's society, like yourself, not only being a mom, being a mother, being a wife, but also being an entrepreneur. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that. How is your, what do you do and how this program works? Because I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to know about you. How is your program works? Yes. So I have a six month program and I'm going to tell you why it's six months and not three months or 21 days. You cannot change an entire life worth of habits in 21 days. It's not sustainable. And I ask my clients, I need you to commit minimum of six months to my program, minimum of six months. And you can talk to my clients about this. You can check my testimonials. 97% of my clients sign up for a second round because we go down that deep. Everybody's program is different. Everybody's program is tailored to their specific needs and goals, whether that's, and and that's short-term goals and long-term goals. So I offer a six-month program. I also do very fun cooking classes um, that are, that inspire you to, you know, eat more vegetables. I promote a plant-based lifestyle but that doesn't necessarily mean that i want to convince my clients to stop eating meat that just means i'm going to encourage you to eat more vegetables and i'm going to explain to you why um and i talk about that like you know sometimes we forget about it and we think oh just you know have the protein and a salad and you know how about all the other vegetables that are so important and that help improve your health in so many ways so we talk a lot about that so i do very fun cooking classes um and then i do um well pre-covid i did a lot of um events where it was, you know, um, half a health coaching session and then half more of like a network interacting thing where we would talk about nutrition and health. So I do, I, I wear many hats in this, in this community. Um, I'm writing a cookbook that will be out at the end of the year. It's a bilingual plant-based cookbook based on traditional Latinx recipes. And the reason that I did it bilingual was because I wanted to reach as many people as I could with this, with this message, 
right? And that's why I do what I do. So you can find me on Instagram. You can hire me as your coach. You can do my cooking classes. So there's different ways of getting access to the, with the things that I teach. And I wanted to provide that for everyone because I know that everybody's situations are different. I know that maybe some people can commit to six months, um, but at least they could take my cooking class, right? Or at least they can buy my book. So it's different ways of getting access to that. And, you know, I have so many more plans for the future, so many different things that I want to do. But my main goal is to connect with as many people as I can to convey this same message and to help them personally work through whatever their health concerns are, whatever their goals are. And that is my goal. It's just to help as many people and create a ripple effect of change and hoping that this will, like I love to say, liberate so many people from this, you know, this restrictive world of diets and mis misinformation misinformation which is really important that's what you said yes no we definitely will have all your information here first of all congratulations on your book that's Thank amazing you. second of all i did not know you have a cooking class because i'm going to be taking that because ah! i love your cooking i love i'm telling that's how i found you i was like oh my goodness she's such an amazing cook and the way she does the simplicity of it you use a lot of uh herbs and vegetable and like you said whether you're vegetarian vegan a meat eater uh regardless of what you class kind of relatable to everybody because no matter what, even if you eat meat, you have to eat your vegetable. If you're vegan, Correct. and here we go, that's good for you. If you're vegetarian like myself, then it's, it's amazing because I've seen you cooking. I've seen you the dishes that you make. So we're going to have all these stuff linked here um, for our listeners to find you. And you also do one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. So if somebody's want to be very you know, precise and wanted to like lose weight, get healthy, love himself, have some self-care uh, routine, and more importantly, have somebody to hold you accountable. She's your girl. I would highly recommend her to, um, you guys to reach out for her. But before I let you go, one last question, and I ask this everybody, what does really success means to you? Success means doing something that is rewarding enough that you see yourself doing it for the rest of your life. That for me is success. And I get emotional talking about this because this is the thing that fills my soul. And I know that you can see it if when you talk to me, helping people, seeing people's reactions when they see results, when they try something they've never tried before and it works and they feel good and they get off medication and they ride a bike for the first time in years because their arthritis was so bad that they couldn't pedal the bike. That is success for me. Helping others thrive in their journeys and inspiring people to get healthy one meal at a time. I have reached success if I'm able to help one person feel better about themselves. And that's what success is to me. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful because as I asked this question and me and you, uh, we share a lot of similarity. And I know the other entrepreneur that I bring in this program, 
And I tell you, each and every one of us have the same idea of success. Like you said, to see people tap into their own potential and realize how much goodness you have within yourself, that you can use that for your benefit to become healthy, to become successful, whatever success means to you, whether you want to build a great relationship, have a kids, get divorced, whatever it is, whatever tapping in your own potential. Carla, thank you so much for being here with us. This was amazing information that you give. <laughs> and um, well, I, like I said, I'm I'm fan of yours. So I definitely will check out your classes, cooking classes. Um, but for the listeners, if you guys are dieting and if your diet is yo-yo, if you're counting calories and you're getting sick of it, and if you're starving yourself to look good and, and lose weight, or if you simply don't feel good, or even if you have a chronic illness that's thinking that if it's an allergic reaction or the doctor just simply told you that you have this, I highly recommend you guys to see her because she's amazing. You look great. She is it's, it's in your voice. It's in your face and everything that how amazing you are. So I highly recommend everybody Thank to you. come and see you. Thank you so much, Val. I appreciate the opportunity and I look forward to connecting more in the future with you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an amazing conversation. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much. 